Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Owen O'Brien of Sinn Féin was in Cork yesterday. Um, for a couple of meetings, uh, his uh, Sinn Féin housing spokesman, uh, a couple of meetings, including one with uh, Penny Dinners. Owen, good morning. Good morning to you. How are you keeping today? Very well, sir. Tell me about your visit to Cork and the people you met and, and what they told you. Sure. So the, the constituency visit was organised by my two colleagues, Thomas Gould and Donoghue O'Leary. Um, and it was really a, an opportunity for me to meet a range of organisations who are dealing with dis- different aspects of the housing crisis in Cork City. So we did about seven meetings from the local authority to the chamber, to Penny Dinners, to Cork Simon, to the Travellers Group, to Catu representing renters uh, uh, and a few others. And I suppose what it confirmed to me is, is, is Cork is experiencing the housing crisis as badly, if not worse, uh, than all of the other major cities but also that there are some very specific dynamics affecting uh, Cork City, uh, which needs not only urgent government attention, but also I think all of us in the Dáil, whether it's Cork TDs or those of us with a, a, a national portfolio, to be highlighting the specific needs of the city at this point in time. Pro- probably the most obvious one is is the chronic lack of new construction, and particularly of, of an appropriate level of social and affordable homes to rent or buy. That was mm-hmm. the the single biggest message I was getting from pretty much everybody I met yesterday. Now, the council would say um, that they're doing quite an amount of construction, and indeed, if you drive around the city, on, and I don't know whether you did or not, you will find council-backed projects in many parts of the city. Now, there should be more of them, absolutely, but they're there. It's not like they're doing nothing. Absolutely, and and in fact, I I took a walking tour uh, with Anish, uh, uh, to, to look at aspects of the city, particularly dereliction, but I also saw some of those new build projects. And to be fair to Cork City Council, they have met all of the social and affordable housing targets that they have been given by central government over the last five years. The problem is those targets are too low, and that's not a criticism of the council. Uh, it's a criticism of government for, for failing to be more uh, ambitious. Uh, but I also walked around uh, areas of intense dereliction. And again, while Cork City Council 
uh, uh, thankfully are progressing some very significant compulsory purchase orders in the in the city centre in the conversations I had with officials there and, and it's a conversation I've had with officials in other cities. The problem is the CPO process takes far too long uh, and there isn't sufficient funding to allow local authorities to acquire more sites. Mm. So my, my, my concern isn't for the, the good work of the council uh, in terms of social housing uh, and affordable housing. Uh, it's, uh, I suppose, a, a lack of action government. And two other issues uh, were very striking yesterday. The first is, while we do have more social housing, albeit not enough, there's virtually no new traveller-specific accommodation. Uh, and Cork has come in for some very strong criticism from human rights organisations and traveller representatives groups for, for lack of action there. Uh, and even with the affordable housing that Cork City Council has progressed, uh, they can't actually allocate those houses yet because central government still hasn't produced the regulations for the eligibility criteria, despite a working group being up for over two years. So, uh, you know, the, the, the value of the trip and me meeting all of the different organisations is to get to hear firsthand what's happening on the ground, different people's views and experiences. Mm. Uh, and again, one of the messages, you know, Cork Simon really urged me to bring back to the doll is that the homelessness crisis isn't just a Dublin phenomenon. Obviously, the levels of homelessness in Dublin are, are the highest in the country. But in fact, your your current levels of homelessness in, in Cork City are higher than they have ever been in the last four years. There's, uh, uh, you know, 450 uh, or so uh, uh, single people and adults and children in emergency accommodation. Mm. Uh, and that's that, you know. You also have a situation on, and the new bills, and I'm interested to see that you, you're, you're impressed with the City Council's new bills, even though you believe there, there should be more. That's a national government policy thing and all of that. But in the, on this program in the last number of weeks, I, I spoke to four or five different women who, who have a place to live, but the conditions are appalling, or, or they will be without a place to live in the summertime because their landlord has said to them, well, I'm selling up and I need to get, I'm getting out of the market, so you need to leave. But that the council won't even entertain an application from them until they're standing there with their hands hanging to them and their children crying. Now, can Sinn Féin, would Sinn Féin do anything? Because that is the thing. If, if I have a house and my, my landlord says to me, well, well in June... I'm selling up, so you need to go. Well, fine. The council won't deal with me until June. Now, that's a policy change someone needs to make. Well, in fact, we've, we've already progressed that. So last year, I introduced a piece of legislation that passed second stage in the Dáil, uh, which was the Family Homeless Prevention Bill, which would place a legal obligation on the local authorities uh, 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 90 days before any uh, adult or, or family becomes homeless uh, uh, to put in place a, a homeless prevention plan what we've been also calling for is is the discretionary rate of the uh, housing assistance payments, or what's known as HAP, uh, which is uh, 20% extra in Cork, should be raised to the 50% that is currently in Dublin. Um, uh, there is no reason why people mm. in Cork can't have access to the same rate of payment, and that's something we've raised directly with the Minister. Mm. Now, I'll be talking a little bit later about, about landlords, and we know that there's a huge number of them leaving the market. Now, traditionally there's a view that landlords are the bad guy. But if they're leaving the market, that's causing more problems than it's, than it's solving. So how do we address that? We, we need landlords. If they're leaving the market, they're causing more problems. Absolutely. And let's be very clear. Uh, uh, there is nothing wrong with a landlord 
who provides a good service and is fully compliant with the law from making a reasonable return on their investment. Uh, and that's something we need in our housing system. Our problem at the minute is you have a lot of landlords who purchase properties, say at the height of the Celtic Tiger, then got trapped in negative equity. Uh, and now that house prices have raised to such an extent, they're leaving the market. We also had a lot of people who never wanted to be landlords, what we call the accidentals, who got trapped in negative equity in a property that was too small and ended up renting it out. They're also selling and selling in very significant numbers. In fact, I, I released figures to the uh, Irish Times yesterday, which highlights that the level of notices to quit, particularly for sale of property, uh, uh, have increased dramatically over the course of last year, mm. and that's set to continue. There's a number of actions we've been calling for government to take on this. Uh, the first is local authorities should be able to buy properties where there is a HAP or RAP tenant in situ and where that tenant has a notice to quit. Currently, local authorities are prohibited from doing that. They're being encouraged only to purchase vacant properties. Yeah, but they'll also only get it at the baseline needs. market value, which means the landlord the, the landlord won't take that offer because the, the, well, the, fact, the, the, many, the council will be the lowest bidder, you know? No, no. Many, many landlords I'm talking to, particularly those that are good landlords that have long-term relationships with their tenants, they actually don't want to evict, but they have to sell. Uh, and I've had a number of cases, even in my own constituency, where landlords have approached the council uh, looking to sell because they want the family with their children to remain in the property, but the council isn't allowed purchase. So the first thing is we do need that. The second thing is we do need to remember that landlords have received very significant subsidies from the state in many instances. Landlords who bought uh, uh, buy-to-let properties during the Celtic Tiger got significant tax relief, and also landlords get mortgage interest relief at 100%. Yeah. So those landlords that availed of, of the Section 23 tax reliefs to become buy-to-let landlords, uh, where they're selling, uh, they should have to sell the property with the tenant in situ, yeah. and that would increase the likelihood of another landlord buying. So there are actions government can take, but yeah. crucially it comes down, PJ, to the first point we made, which is, there isn't enough supply of social and affordable housing. And until we tackle that, unfortunately, this problem is going to continue. All right. OK, good to speak with you again. Uh, wherever you are, it's busy. Uh, but uh, have a good day. That's Owen O'Brien. Um, oh, yeah. You have, it's International Women's Day, by the way. I meant to ask you before I let you go. Uh, who would be, if you could nominate one, who would be your inspirational woman of 2022? Well, the, the, the list is very long. I, I have to say, Vicky Phelan would probably be close to the top of the list for the very inspiring work that she's done uh, advocating uh, not only on behalf of herself, but all women who've been failed by the uh, the, the health system and the government. Uh, but there's a, a growing number of really brilliant women in, in, in politics, in arts, in science, in sports. Uh, as well as in campaign advocacy. So there's a, there's a huge number to choose from. Mm. Uh, and it's important that we celebrate all of those women, uh, as well as the women closest to us in our lives, our mothers and our sisters and our partners today. All right, good to speak with you, Owen. Oh, we were wondering, Mary Lou for Taoiseach was what we were thinking, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let the voters decide on that one, but um, uh, we'd be pretty hopeful about that one as well. <laughs> all right, we'll talk again. Owen O'Brien, housing spokesman uh, for Sinn Féin. There's a nomination. Quartz 96 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.